0: and welcome to Books, the podcast, the only podcast about books. I'm Tim. I'm Tom. And we're Booksmen. Yes. And things are going to get dark again this week. We did a good job last week. We got good feedback, Tom.
1: Yeah, well, maybe you shouldn't be patting yourself on the back. You know, maybe the, the, it's a little premature, Tim. Maybe this week you're going to be all like, yeah, I think he was a good guy.
0: Well, I mean, before, like, we, we did make uh, a, a, a pact, mm-hmm. a truce, <laughs> that we weren't going to make baseless accusations about each other ever again. Because you claim that that was something that I do, do all well, the time. I didn't,
1: I, I claimed it based on a bunch of other people saying it about you.
0: But it's something that we both do. Mm-hmm. And I've stopped since our truce, <laughs> and you've you've continued. I mean, uh, an episode we, that we'll we call. just
1: recorded the regular episode, and I I joked about. Well, you brought it up. You were talking about how much you love Bill Cosby. I didn't say that. Uh, well, you you were talking about how I, you watch a show all the time. No,
0: I said I saw the an episode. I, I described an episode of the Cosby Show. Yeah. And then you, well, look because you loved Bill Cosby. Oh, because you always say, below.
1: Tom, this is the well." Stuff it's that not like I'm. I'm. You know, you would make accusations about me, and it's not like I'm in the episodes going like, "Well, you know, Jeffrey Epstein did a good job handling people's money." You just made these accusations out of nowhere. You bring up Bill Cosby, you you're bring up asking for it. Subway,
0: and I say that you're you're a fan of Jared's. How's that any different? <laughs>
1: I don't bring up subway. I don't think. If I do, it's in a disparaging way. If you were like I was watching this real shitty episode of the Cosby Show, then I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have That's gone essentially after what you. I said uh, no. You were saying it was a good one. You said it was just like Junior.
0: We've never seen Junior. We don't know it if was what you Tom, we're, we're talking too much about. <laughs> we have to get on a better schedule too. Yeah, uh-huh. we have to make it. And somebody's complained about this, rightfully so. We had to make it so uh, <laughs> these episodes come out right after the the that we put the episodes out in order. We could record this first. <laughs> we record but the main episode in this episode, but we like to be we're pretty drunk by the time we get to this yeah, point.
1: Yeah, and we've just got to We've got to double up on these episodes one week.
0: Okay, this week. Right now? Uh, right now?
1: <laughs> well, I don't know about right now, tonight. <laughs> uh, and then we'll be able to put these out before. Yeah. We'll be able to put these out.
0: And then I won't have to edit them and put them up. Like, <laughs> <it's just laughs> yeah, within right 12
1: hours of them uh, being recorded. Yeah. Because it takes you pretty much 11 hours to I mean, edit it.
0: You don't know how long it takes because you've never edited one of these.
1: Well, I'm not allowed to, been Tim.
0: Doing Patreon for seven years and you've never edited one episode. For I'm them.
1: not allowed to because you're like, I have to edit out all the bad things I've said.
0: That you've said, yeah. No,
1: that you've said that you don't trust me to edit out. Stephen, let me ask you this. This, came, this comes up in, in the book that I'm reading, O.J. Simpson's If I Did It. Classic work. <laughs> um, what does it mean to you to freshen up? Mm. Twice in this book, he refers to like going to the bathroom to freshen up.
0: Is he just sent to take a dump? Is that what he's... Th-
1: no, it's it's because sometimes... Nobody
0: go, like, maybe post-COVID, people go into the bathroom just to wash their hands or something. Mm-hmm. No, like, this is used... In 1994, nobody was like, oh, I need to go into the bathroom and fucking wash my... <laughs> the only reason you're going into the bathroom is to piss or shit.
1: Or do cocaine. Or do cocaine. Um... Well, in this instance, though, he he twice refers to freshening up, uh, uh, and you know, and I, I have my notes in front of me, but they're extensive, so I can't find exactly where it is. Um, so maybe I'll. Uh, There's I, a bunch of
0: hearts. I'll There's br- <laughs> a lot of <laughs> things to say. Tom well, Simpson.
1: I, I guess. I
0: i guess i did i brought up oj
1: simpson so this is fair for you to put out baseless accusations um my point is that maybe i'll come to this in my notes but uh so i forget the exact circumstances but in both cases it's times when like he's been like traveling a lot and like Basically, he hasn't had a chance like go home and take a shower, yeah. so it's like I went into the bathroom to freshen up.
0: Splash some water on his face?
1: Right? Is that what it means? Or like maybe brushing teeth and deodorant? What more could you do to freshen up? Where is he doing this? In bathrooms. But wh- what what bathrooms where? I think one of them might have been an airport bathroom.
0: If OJ and then I think Simpson, one of them one the of them might the have, Hertz commercials. Yeah. Couldn't get like a VIP bathroom with a freaking shower?
1: Well, but that's what I'm saying. Maybe that's what he's referring oh, to. Oh, was he taking a shower? Oh, he might have. I forgot. Like I've been in uh airport lounges that have uh, showers. Have you ever
0: showered in one? No. I did. I,
1: Oh really? Was yeah. it great? Yeah, it
0: was fine. No, it was like was it worse than a normal shower <laughs> because it's like in an airport. Now was it
1: during a layover?
0: Uh, yeah. No, it was actually, mm-hmm. um, before my departing flight. Like I
1: got there early. At, <laughs> you were like I'll take a shower.
0: Yeah, it was after I, I was at like a thing for a few days. That so was like uh. Essentially camping, so mm-hmm. I didn't really have access to a, a shower. Oh, okay, and so before I flew oh, home, I was like, oh, I had a VIP lounge, and yeah. I, I got to 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 take a shower there."
1: Tim, I remember when uh, when you, me, and a bunch of friends went camping in Yosemite, mm-hmm. and then afterwards, uh, a friend of ours uh, who at the time our friend Nick, who at the time lived in San Francisco, was like, "Oh, I know this great like uh, Russian bathhouse or, mm-hmm. or, or or like spa." And we, that was the best shower I've ever had in my life. Tom,
0: that was a top five day of my life. <laughs> yeah. Like traipsing around that bed.
1: <laughs> Being Being in the woods for like the better part of a week, having no access to any of this kind of stuff. I My hair gets so greasy if I don't wash yeah, it. Yeah, I know. So I did wash my hair Me at on one that. point. Do you remember me washing my hair at one no, point? No, cuz it
0: was so cold.
1: Did yeah. you freeze to Yeah. No, I like in? heated up like a kettle of water and then like poured it on my head and then like shampooed my hair with just like soap and then like rinsed my hair with the rest of the kettle. And like it wasn't good. <laughs> I don't think I got all the soap out, <laughs> but it was like I I felt better than I had. But right. going to that going, oh my god. We went, when we so like, you know, before you can go in any of the, especially the condition we were in, you have to like take a shower first. I would have paid the entrance fee just for like that hot shower with great water pressure. I stayed in there for like 20 minutes before I even like But then we we, were in
0: just like hot tubs and like saunas.
1: We were doing everything. And there were a bunch of naked ladies in there. That
0: was a shock to me. Yeah. Because apparently we we got there and I thought yeah. we had the run of the place.
1: Right. Because we were there at like a weird time. We had gotten there at like two in the afternoon yeah. on a weekday or something.
0: And then like there was like a time where it switches where it becomes like like the shirts <laughs> of your uh, co ed naked. Yeah. It, but I didn't know any of this. I thought it was just like dudes and i thought maybe we just rented it out for us like i didn't know what was going on and i got out of like uh a sauna mm-hmm. and there were just a bunch of naked women there and i was like what the hell is going on here yeah
1: and we had been in the woods we had been away from women for like three days <laughs> <laughs> i forgot what uh what the female body even looked like yeah. yeah that felt like some kind of a weird i don't know like a trap or something like we were on like a prank show yeah that's I,
0: actually when I took my leave and went... Then they just gave us beer on the roof, and you could go up in a bathrobe and just yeah. sit on the roof and drink beer. And, I was and like, then I go did. back
1: downstairs, look at naked women I, walking I around.
0: Yeah, you did that. But I, no, you
1: couldn't... I mean, that was... That was you know you you not only didn't want to stare like I don't know physically I couldn't because like if you see somebody naked in a situation where you're not expecting to see them naked your natural response is to be like and just like look at the ceiling or look at the I floor was,
0: like when I came out of that sauna I was like embarrassed for all those women I was like they
1: don't have any clothes what are they thinking <laughs> oh my god they must
0: they really screwed up here <laughs> they must not have <laughs> No. Yeah, I'm gonna get out of here. And but I it, hightailed but, it out of
1: there. But it was San Francisco, man. Free love is yeah. what they believe in.
0: They, they were, uh, from what I understand, members of the band Jefferson Airplane. <laughs>
1: is that true? Yeah. And
0: the mamas and the papas.
1: I just know. I, at one point, I went past like there was like one of those like cold tanks or whatever, mm-hmm. and there was like. A beautiful nude woman.
0: <laughs> right. oh, Jesus, what, what are we doing? Well, here? because
1: I also want to point out that, like, I had also been led to believe believe throughout my life, like, if you go somewhere where like people are, uh, men and women are allowed to be naked, n- n- you're not gonna you're not gonna see anything you want to see. Um, it's not you, gonna be attractive people. Yeah, you're it's, saying? it's gonna be old people and like yeah and this was not the case this was like i don't know like i think all of us were like the worst shaped people there
0: oh yeah by far um so let me ask you this other mm -hmm. than when you were in your own private shower Mm -hmm. were you ever nude out in the other yeah me
1: neither no why yeah i was in a in you know i had my shirt off i had uh like, a bathing suit on, mm-hmm. but I never felt the need of, like, I'm not getting the full benefit of this yeah. sauna. I've got... Now, look, if it was my own private sauna, sure, but, like, I don't want anybody to see my button wiener. Tom, do you
0: ever have aspirations to...
1: Have people see my button wiener? Yeah, of course, we all do. <laughs> to move out of New York City? Of course, yeah, every literally every day. Um, Would you... Like You ever watch but, the prices, right? Hey, we're, but we're, I love it.
0: Hey, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere, Tom. Mm-hmm. Um, you ever watch the prices, right? And somebody wins like a sauna. And you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> a sauna is a thing that you could buy and put in your house if you don't live in a freaking apartment yeah, in New York and, like, City.
1: The, you can find ones that like aren't crazy expensive. Yeah. Like, I'd
0: like to go in a sauna three to four hours a day.
1: I mean that's what uh, you know these uh, people living in uh, Scandinavia do, yeah, do and, and, and they and live to like a hundred and fifty. Yeah, and they're happy every day. Yeah, um, I was, but I just want to finish. I, to, I wasn't just saying I walked past a a, a cold pool with a beautiful woman in it, but it was a beautiful woman surrounded by like four middle aged dumpy men who were like, "Yeah, <laughs> do it, do it." No, we weren't. They were more middle aged than us, <laughs> who were just like cheering her on, and she was like, oh, "Okay," like she was, you know, they weren't like harassing her. She was having a, you know, she seemed I don't to be. You're qualified well, to make that assessment, <laughs> yeah, dumb. It didn't seem like it was, but it, but it seemed like a situation where, like, this is very obviously harassing. Seems like
0: you should have stepped in.
1: everybody's the- nude except uh. me. <laughs> It is, hey, San Francisco, what a weird town, huh? Yeah, wild town. O.J. Simpson. <laughs> O.J. Simpson. So here's the first thing in the second part of the book that shocked me. Okay. Did you know O.J. Simpson's Rockingham estate has three guest houses?
0: Um, I think I did know that from the trial. Yeah. I watched the trial obsessively. As I, a, I did as a, too, as but team. it was a long
1: time ago. Yeah. Uh well I wasn't I think...
0: even a teen. I was a pretty no, were... I was a tween.
1: Oh, okay. Um yeah, I mean even at the but at the time you like don't really understand, I think, like real estate. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, Oh of course, like he's rich, but like I don't know, when you think about like three guest houses? That's a lot of guest houses. Yeah more than one
0: more than two. i've never
1: heard of somebody having more than one guest house i mean having one guest house means you're like extremely wealthy i don't see the point
0: of having multiple guest houses right because also it's gonna r- run a freaking bed and breakfast
1: yeah and i get it if it's like oh i have like my own private island <laughs> I bought, you know, 100 acres. There's nothing else around here. But it's like, no, this guy's like right in the middle of L.A. There's like, I'm sure like a, you know, extremely nice hotel nearby that people could stay in.
0: The weird thing to me, Mm -hmm. you have a property with three guest houses. Mm Mm-hmm. Then you got Cato Kalen, an out-of-work actor. Well, I was
1: gonna say you got three guest houses. This is what you're gonna. This is what's gonna happen. You're gonna attract louses like this but, guy. But
0: here's the thing he mm-hmm. he was renting that out, right?
1: He was not renting. He was not paying for it.
0: How did uh, OJ and Cato get acquainted?
1: So I didn't mention this when, uh, but it, it's explained in the first half of the book that.
0: Because I was gonna say. Hmm. If you have to, you know, if you're trying to make money by renting out to out of work actors, <laughs> yeah. why not just live on a property that doesn't have right three guest houses, and then you don't have to like. If you need that income of like in 1994, 1993, mm-hmm. uh, four hundred dollars a month from a struggling <laughs> actor, yeah, like if that means anything to you, then downsize your property well, and don't have all these guest houses.
1: Well, but but he he wasn't charging him rent. Uh so Nicole met Cato. I think it was like skiing.
0: Okay.
1: And hired him essentially as like a uh like a uh nanny slash like uh, you know like not assistant but like errand runner type person
0: um wait who uh nicole or oj
1: nicole did okay and he was living at so a lot of this book uh, i don't have extensive notes on this is like oj explaining this like this
0: is vile this uh bud light <laughs> seltzer uh mango mai tai is it have you tried this flavor? yeah yeah whoo tastes What's like it? it's a, ro- a rotten mango
1: Oh, I put some rotten mango in there. I thought it would spice it up.
0: It did it makes it taste a little <laughs> a little more rotten than I was expecting.
1: um a lot of the book is o j like explaining and complaining about like real estate situations. <laughs>
0: I love rich guys. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is what we're here for, OJ.
1: (laughs) Well, basically, he said, like, so when him and Nicole got separated and divorced and then divorced, she moved out. But then they were, like, seeing each other again. And when they started, I think I mentioned this the last time that they were like, we're going to give it a year. Mm Mm-hmm. And see what happens. Um, I assume
0: literally every sentence of this book is a lie, by the way. but go uh, Yeah, on. yeah.
1: Um, but he claims that, uh, well, everything is a lie except for the parts where he describes murdering them. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he he explains uh, that, you know, she moved out or whatever, but then they were going to get back together. And basically, like, she was going to have to renew her lease. And she was like, I don't want to, like, I don't want to do that. Uh, you know, we're probably going to move back in together. Let me just move back to the house. And that he was like, No, I don't want you doing that. And then she was like, Well, I'm going to get a condo, but I'm going to say it's an investment property so I don't have to pay taxes on it. And he said he wasn't cool with that. But. <laughs>
0: Uh, uh, she, she was going to commit tax fraud. Yeah, and, and I said and that and wasn't the- was
1: like, nope, I'm following the letter of the law here. Uh, but basically I think it was like Nicole was moving from a place where she had a guest house and Cato lived there to like a condo. And she was like, I can't have this guy live in in the condo. Like, OJ, o- 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 you've got three guest houses that are empty. Can he come live in one of those? And he was like, yeah, sure. And according to him, he never really had that much of a... It seems like he never really liked Cato, but he never really had that much of a problem with him. But that Nicole didn't like Kato at all and like told OJ to get rid of him. Hmm. Um, which, you know, doesn't completely track with like, Kato's is such a weird anomaly in all this.
0: What's Kato up to these days?
1: Oh, I, I'm probably doing cameos. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, just like such a weird, yeah, I'm, I'm actually sure he's doing cameos but
0: you saw me reach for my phone and i was like you know what i'm gonna be present for this yeah i'm not gonna just look at my phone and look thank up, you Tim. what kato caitlin's up to <laughs> even though i'm dying to know
1: um yeah so just like a really weird i think oj was basically like L- this guy's living in one of my three guest houses uh, i've got bigger fish to fry i don't got really murders care. to commit. yeah well, I mean, and this it's hard to remember or easy to forget that like you know, b- b-
0: <laughs> hard to remember, <laughs> easy to forget.
1: That's me, Tom Reynolds. Um that you know, OJ was busy. He was he was doing, you know, he was
0: he, an NBC football commentator. Yeah, so
1: he was he was commenting on football uh every week. So he was, like, flying around the country a lot. He was the spokesman for Hertz, uh, which meant he was, like, doing a lot of, like, I I don't know if it was just part of his deal or he was getting paid. But, like, Hertz was, like, you know, uh, would fly him around to, like, play golf with VIPs and stuff. He, he had made this Frogman uh, pilot, pilot for NBC. Well, but I think like what I'm trying to say is like he had things going on. Yeah that it was like yeah and this frogman thing might go and like the frogman thing like it it shot in like puerto rico and somewhere else so like he was just traveling a lot Mm -hmm. so i think for him he was just like yeah i don't really give a shit like this guy's living in my empty guest house he's not causing any problems whatever it's fine um but but in part two when it starts he talks about how Cato. Uh, 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 I forget what happened when I when I last uh, left off.
0: We didn't really talk about the book.
1: Yeah, but he said Cato uh, uh, like I guess like knocked on his door or whatever. Is uh, wearing a towel and had a magazine and asked OJ if he could use the jacuzzi. And he was like, ah, uh, yeah. He's like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. And he was like, what are you reading? He's like, oh, uh, th- it was the the latest issue of Playboy magazine. <laughs> Kato's cool, man. <though. laughs> well, just like you're, so you've like weaselled your way into being like an errand runner slash nanny, which it sounds like he didn't really do. Yeah and then like was living in that woman's ex-husband's guest house for free for months now and it was just like hey man can i can i uh, read playboy in your jacuzzi you
0: don't you don't get in that situation if you don't if you're not like kind of audacious and you, you don't oh, get absolutely. anything unless you I ask for it i respect them for
1: it yeah um and i guess like they were like leafing through the playboy together i think it would- <laughs> <laughs>
0: was OJ like yeah did he like show up at yeah, the jacuzzi I think was <laughs> like uh, maybe and they were like holding it like one of them was holding one <laughs> side and the other one was holding the yeah, other side either, either OJ like, was okay, like okay I'm ready to turn yeah turn the ready one of two ready. things
1: happened either OJ was like hey, let me get a look at that or Kato was like hey look at this yeah um, but so, uh, the, like, uh, you know, playmate of the month or whatever was a girl that reminded OJ of a Raiders cheerleader and, uh, that he had known. And, uh, Kato was like, oh, I know this. I think it was Cato, like showing like, Hey, I know this woman, like, check it out. And OJ was like that remind? She looks kind of like this Raiders cheerleader that I used to know. So he called her up.
0: The Raiders cheerleader. Yeah. Okay
1: apparently Cato offered, he's like, oh, I can introduce you. And he's like, nah, I'll just call the woman I know that looks like her. And he left her a message and said like, hey, I'm a free man. I think this is right after he was like, all right, no, this isn't going to work with Nicole, according to him again. Um, and he's like, yeah, I'm a free man. But um, like, he was dating Paula Barbieri, but <laughs> whatever. He's yeah. not a free man. He's active although i don't know if at that point she was his girlfriend but i think it was basically like he did something shitty to her with Nicole. you know he was like kind of sleeping with both of them at the same time
0: does he kind of obscure all these timelines in the book
1: y- yeah a little bit or, or he like you know, under doing
0: his OJ thing of like, hey, I, uh, you know, yeah, I, I don't know what's going on, well, you know, I exactly
1: was. where it's kind of like, look, I don't know where I was with Paula yeah. at this point, you know, things were up in the air. Um, and it's like, yeah, probably you were like begging her to marry you, <laughs> and while you were doing all this stuff, um. Oh, so this is this is the night in question. I forgot I forgot to mention that right off the top. Oh, this
0: is the yeah the chapter, and
1: and the, the name of the chapter is the night in question, right? Um, so you know this girl doesn't answer, uh, and then like uh, I guess OJ, so OJ has a flight that night. And he's going to uh, Chicago to play golf with the Hertz VIPs right. the, the next morning. He's got a red eye. Uh, and uh,
0: Did he wind up playing that round of No, round? he oh, didn't.
1: Um, so he goes to, I, I think he's he he's like, man, I'm hungry. He's been running around all night. So he was at uh, the recital for his daughter. Uh, his daughter had a dance recital that night. Yeah. Where are you smiling at?
0: We know someone else who was at that. We
1: know somebody who was at that recital. Yeah. Yeah, Which is the most insane thing I've ever heard. A friend of ours uh, who who lived in L.A. at the time. Um, Well, and he talks about how, like, I guess some... some, I've seen this footage. Somebody has him on tape that night. O.J.? Yeah.
0: Or our friend.
1: No. uh, Well, maybe our friend, too. But O.J., um, because like they tried to, you know, in, in the court hearing or in the, in the trial, I guess they, they said he was acting a certain way, but then the, this guy had video because he like zoomed in on, he's like, Oh shit, it's OJ Simpson. So mm-hmm. he was recording it and OJ was being OJ, he was being like, you know, charming to people or whatever. Um, and I, he, apparently that did help him in his case because it was like, no, look, here he is talking to, you know, Nicole Brown's, uh, parents and like, you know, there's no animosity it's like, oh, he hadn't killed her, their daughter yet. Let me ask you
0: this, Tom. Uh-huh. Quick sidetrack. Yes. Um, for, for people younger than us. Mm-hmm. And maybe even, like, I'm, I'm a little too young. You're not. You're older than me, but you're in a whole different decade of your life. <laughs> um, O.J. Simpson in 1993, 1994 mm-hmm. is equivalent to who in 2021? And I have someone in mind. Okay.
1: Uh, I'd like to hear your, because I can't think of anybody else that's on my head.
0: Mine is Shaq.
1: Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Like, I was gu- I was going to say Joe Montana. Okay. But Joe Montana had, like, drinking incidents. So, actually, maybe that makes him more like O.J. But, but no, it, Joe Montana's of, not nearly as popular. In terms popular. of
0: public eye, like... Shaq does like is commentating. Yeah. He does endorsements. Yeah. Yeah. Well-liked. Shaq's a pretty
1: Um and like And I even, think the shock like, it would be the same if if you heard something like this about Shaq. Yeah. You'd be like, What? No.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah. So like picture you know if if you're if you're 20 years old listening to this the, think of uh, if Shaq mm-hmm. uh, was accused of of these horrible th- and and he actually really did it too <laughs> yeah. he wasn't just accused he did we to be
1: clear we're not claiming Shaq did this no he was too young at the Shaq time
0: Shaq was too young this was right this was maybe around the time where uh, Shaq and I were vacationing at the Walt Disney World <laughs> resort to uh, at the same time,
1: <laughs> when he when he was playing for the Orlando Magic,
0: it was when they were wooing him.
1: Ah, so he was still in college.
0: Yeah, he had just graduated. I think they had just drafted him actually, okay, and he was yeah. there. And they were like showing him a good time. He was staying. Uh, friends of ours uh, were staying at the same hotel as his. They kept running into as him. They kept running into him. We're all down there together, but. <laughs> Me and Shaq hung out in uh, in, in Orlando in, while O.J. was committing these horrible crimes.
1: Um, so uh, O.J. And I think we had he bas- a lot of
0: connections to this O.J. case.
1: I think O.J. basically just needed uh, like Cato to close the gate behind him. But he'd been running around all night, according to him, all day.
0: This is all everything that you're saying here is according to O.J., right? Yeah, so of you're course. not you're not.
1: I'm not saying this is fact. Um and he's hungry, so he's like, I'm gonna run to McDonald's, and he goes to Cato's uh house and he's like, Hey, uh, I'm running out. Uh can you just close the gate behind me? And Kato's like, Where are you going? And he's like, I'm going to McDonald's. Uh, can I come? <laughs> Fine, Kato, you can come. <laughs> so OJ and Cato go in, uh OJ's Bentley to McDonald's. <laughs> um he he <laughs> OJ said that. Uh, he ate his hamburger on the way home, but Cato saved his <laughs> to eat once he was home. <laughs> Which I was imagine Cato sitting with a hamburger like in his lap, just did like he, I'm gonna wait till I get home to eat it. Hold on. I think it was probably also OJ was like, "You cannot eat that fucking hamburger in my goddamn Bentley."
0: Um, did they get like McDonald's hamburgers, or were these like po- potentially like, you know, this, hey, this might have been Arch
1: Deluxe. <laughs> Maybe. Tom,
0: did I tell you? I'm going to invite you, your girlfriend, over. I'm going to use impossible patties. Mm-hmm, but you're going to make Arch Deluxe. I'm going to make us all Arch Deluxes.
1: I don't know if I mentioned this, but uh, when we were doing the episode about ketchup and uh, I was kind of shitting on these uh, like mayo chips and stuff, uh, I completely... Uh, did not realize that it was a Mm mayo-mustard combination. Mayo-mustard, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I shouldn't have been so quick to judge because Arch Deluxe was presumably the best hamburger ever. I don't know. It was just a McDonald's. Well, you'll see at my home, It was a McDonald's hamburger that they put pepper on before they cooked it, (laughs) I think, essentially. Salt and pepper. Um,
0: You know what the downfall of the Arch Deluxe was? They had bacon on it, and McDonald's yeah. bacon sucks oh, shit. Oh,
1: yeah, especially back then. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, go on. Uh, so they, they go to McDonald's, they come back, and now OJ's... Um, he So he's packing his golf clubs uh, for the flight because he's going to be playing golf. Um, so he's chipping uh, golf balls in his driveway, which uh, you remember hearing that mm-hmm. in the case, too? He said he was in that that night. The one thing about all this, and I'm not saying that that this means he didn't do it, is like all the time frames, it's like tight timing on everything. And I'm not saying he didn't do it, but I'm saying I couldn't do it. (laughs) That like if I have a flight, I'm not like thinking about anything other than that flight.
0: OG's on flights all the time. And yeah. Everything's. T- it's not like he has to wait in the line exactly. to check in in nineteen ninety four. He
1: says even in when he's talking to the police that
0: remember the TSA. Yeah. Pre nine eleven. Yeah.
1: Uh, he,
0: he walks into first class and he's fine.
1: He he says even like in his uh, when he was interrogated when he first went in. And they're like, you know, did you talk to a limo driver? And he's like, not really. It, it was, it wasn't the normal guy. Uh, he's like, well, but did you talk? He's like, yeah, I talked to him about like, you know, how I'm just always how flying. How he just murdered a woman. No, a he's waiter. like, I'm just, I'm just always flying. I'm always on planes. Um, Which, which did make sense. Um. He said that. Oh, and he and he talks about how exhausted he was a lot in this. Mm-hmm. I think trying to set the like, how could I have done this? I was so tired. Right. Um,
0: I can't even. I can't even. Here's
1: one people. thing I I'm wondering about. So you know, the reason why Ron Goldman was at Nicole's was because he was delivering glasses that Nicole Brown mother left at the restaurant Mm -hmm. and that nicole called the restaurant and and said like that's all corroborated right like
0: i believe so yeah yeah,
1: right like that they would so uh, that's why i never understood this idea of like oh no it was uh, they were having an affair and like that i mean
0: it i think potentially it's like uh that those those aren't mutually exclusive right right like the fact that like like that might be oh this woman who I'm seeing yeah and it's not even an affair because she's not with yeah she's single it's woman that i've i've been dating or whatever her mother left her glad oh I'll bring them there and also we, we're dating
1: yeah. And also, like, the age difference between them. He was 25, she was 35. It's not, like, an insane... Like, I just remember as a kid, this case, it was like, oh, like, it was a young... And obviously, it is a younger man. But, like, I don't know. That's not, like, an insane age difference. No. And especially that way, especially, like, a woman... With a younger man, mm-hmm. like you, you know, that's that's not seen near the. But even if it was a guy, a thirty-five-year-old guy with a twenty-five-year-old woman, you'd be like, eh, "A little young, but mm, whatever." At the, I mean, a couple
0: years. I, I, this is right around the time a thirty-nine-year-old Jerry Seinfeld was dating a seventeen-year-old. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Um, and they like.
0: Put it in People magazine, like, hey, hey spotted out on the yeah. town, man about the uh, town, Jerry Seinfeld.
1: Uh, check out the lovebirds, uh, man who's almost 40 dating a girl literally in high school. Um, yeah, so I, I just feel like that angle from the media, like, in my mind, it was like, oh, Nicole was like in her well into her 40s, and this guy was like 22. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, nah, they weren't that. That far away in age. But I also think like, I don't know, maybe I'm just not reading in the right places, but I feel like I've never heard anything other than speculation that they were seeing each other. And it seems like at this point there would have been like, yeah, I think I
0: always took it as gospel because of uh, Chris Rock and bring the pain. (laughs) Yeah. You know, Eh, like his whole bit and everything chris rocks bit in bring the pain
1: (sighs) did not age well yeah
0: boy oh boy (laughs) um the refrain was i'm not saying he should have killed her but i understand yeah he kept repeating that after uh after jokes Yeah. yeah
1: not not wow great um so then also at this point, OJ, I forget why, but OJ is talks about whoopings, like getting whoopings as a kid. Mm-hmm. And basically he's, you know, he's one of these uh, boomers. who's like, I was beat and it was fine. Like I deserved it. I get that now. And then he talks, I he- was murdered with a knife. <laughs> well, he talks about like, you know, getting whoopings as a good thing. And then he talks about how one time when he was 16, his, uh, I don't know, like something he kind of glosses over it, but like basically something happened with his sister and he was blamed for it. And in his mind, at least it was his sister's fault, not his fault, but his dad told him like, go upstairs. And that meant like go upstairs and basically get ready. I'm going to come up there and, you know, whoop you with a belt or whatever. And I guess his dad came in and he said to his dad, uh, you're not going to give me a whooping. And he was like, what? He's like, if you give me a whooping, I'm going to kick your ass. And now at this point, I'm imagining like a 16-year-old OJ Simpson. Mm-hmm. He's probably like fucking...
0: He's a football star. Yeah, he's, a, he's an, team, an yeah.
1: up-and-coming football star. And like he said, he's like, I was almost as tall as my dad. And he was like, I was sure I could be his ass. And it's like, I'm sure... A sixteen-year-old that goes on to win the Heisman Trophy, yeah, could kick. I don't
0: really understand what the Heisman Trophy is.
1: Good football player, yeah. But do you know what it is? It means you're good at football. But what position and any position? (laughs) Uh, But that means you could probably kick the shit out of a man who is probably in his like forties or fifties at that point. Mm -hmm. Like that, I completely agree. I completely uh, get. That happened. His, been dad, in his 30s, though. His dad could have been younger than you. That's true. Uh, his dad, well, a, a sixteen-year-old a that goes on to win the Heisman Trophy could beat the shit out of like a thirty-five-year-old too. I think.
0: Tom, a sixteen, a, any sixteen-year-old could beat the shit out of you.
1: <laughs> no, not a really weak one. Maybe not one that hasn't gone through puberty yet. Um. Yeah, I'll take on any late bloomer. <laughs> Hey, if you haven't got through puberty yet, I'll beat the shit out of you. I, I guarantee it.
0: Just try me.
1: <laughs> um, so basically, after all this, where he explains like whoopings are fine, people overreact. I got whooped as a kid and I deserved it and it was good. His dad was gonna whoop him when he was sixteen. He told him, he "You're said, not
0: listen, asshole.
1: No yeah, more he said whoop you're in. not gonna whoop me anymore." His dad gave him this real angry look, walked out. The two of them did not speak for ten years. <laughs> wow! And now that does not mean they didn't see each other. His dad came over for Thanksgiving and for Christmas, but they did not speak. And mm. everybody in the family knew they did not speak. And then one day, the whole family was watching football or sitting at the, the table for Christmas or something. And he like said to his dad, like, uh, did you see Joe Montana today? And his dad was like, yeah, that was a good game. And that, and then they spoke again, and they never talked about how they didn't talk. Mm. <laughs> so it's like, oh, yeah, you're Healthy. right, OJ. It does sound like it's good for your dad yeah. to beat the shit out of you regularly. Um Uh, so now, so he's been chipping golf balls and now he, he says a guy named Charlie, who was a friend, like a friend of a friend, a guy that he would see out. And he's like, he's one of these guys that was like, Hey, if you're in the neighborhood, stop by anytime. He's like, this guy took it literally. And he stopped by. And he, he came by and was like at the gate and like OJ came to the gate, opened the gate. And he told him, uh, he was like, I, I was just hanging out with some people. And they told me that Nicole and Faye, Faye Resnick, uh, uh, that they were in Cabo with Nicole and Faye Resnick and they were doing a bunch of drugs and things got like really kinky and that OJ was like furious Again, he wasn't jealous. It was just because like I don't want my kids around that. That's his whole bullshit mm-hmm. throughout this book. Um and that
0: he really cares about his kids is what I'm getting from this.
1: <laughs> and that they they uh you know they he's like, All right, Charlie, like get in the car, we're driving over there. And he does and that uh like before OJ gets out of the car he he pulls a knife out from under the seat that he always had under there because quote LA is full of crazies it's like if LA's full of cra- you don't want a knife you don't want a knife to deal with like oh i'm afraid somebody with like uh, mental problems is going to like randomly attack me like and you want to fucking stab them to death like you don't want to just
0: scare somebody away with a knife
1: I guess you could but like it's like you just want to get that person out of you just... yeah. So look, <laughs> you're not going to get an argument from me. I think OJ's
0: right that you should always carry a knife around Los Angeles. <laughs> Sorry, um, look, I don't agree with OJ on a lot. But on this yeah, bring a big knife with you, everywhere claims, you go in Los Angeles. He
1: claims that Charlie, like, snatched the knife out of his hand and was like, what are you doing? Like, don't do that. I'm like, nobody snatches knives out of anybody's hands. That's a very dangerous thing to do. Um, I forgot about this uh, aspect of it, that Nicole's dog was named Kato. I didn't know that, actually. Yeah, and what a weird thing that is. I forget, you know, he doesn't explain it, obviously, but, like... What a weird thing! I don't think it was a coincidence. I think the dog was named after Cato, hmm. which is a weird.
0: Maybe the kids really liked Cato, and then they got a dog, and they're like, "You name the dog." And it's like, "Let's name him after Uncle Cato." Yeah, Kato. I mean, I
1: guess like Cato's a nickname. That's not yeah. his uh, Christian name.
0: I don't know. We don't know.
1: No, it's not. I what know is it's. It? Uh, I'm not sure what it is, but I know. See now, I'm picking up my <laughs> phone, and I am going to look
0: up Cato.
1: But I, I know that that was just a nickname, that he was like uh, Cato from Brian
0: the... Gerard Kalen. Oh, yeah.
1: Not nearly as catchy as Cato Kalen. Uh,
0: How old do you think Cato Kalen is?
1: 54. 62. Wow. Um, during this, OJ keeps describing himself as steamed throughout.
0: Tom, I read this back in when it, when it came out, two thousand six, yeah.
1: two thousand seven. Yeah, around there.
0: The only thing I remember mm-hmm. is that he kept using the word "stole," like I stole across the lawn, <laughs> I stole away. I don't think I
1: noticed that, but and I, I did notice like, "steamed." He used "steamed" at least twice.
0: Yeah, and I was like, "This ghostwriter sucks shit."
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean he uh, you know thankfully doesn't get into the the gruesome details because uh, he claims that like he blacked be- out yeah that he blacked out that like uh I mean you know to his credit he doesn't claim that like oh I walked in on the two of them you know and and I got so mad that it wasn't to
0: give oJ any credit yeah
1: <laughs> 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 but that that, you know, he claims that it was he went and, you know, was was basically screaming at Nicole when uh when Ron came up behind him, you know, through the gate to return the glasses. And he was like, you know, out of his mind, angry. And I was like, who are you? And he's like, I'm just coming to return. Class. He's like, yeah, I'm sure you are. Blah, blah, blah. And then that like, I guess, you know, again, according to him that like ron goldman like a decent human being you know was scared for nicole and was Mm -hmm. like hey like stop stop screaming at her relax and then then oj like turned his attention to him and then oj claims that like he got into like a karate stance and that made him like even more mad it's like well he probably got into a like oh i'm gonna have to try and defend my life mm. this man who's like you know uh, huge and has a fucking huge knife mm. and is obviously like losing his mind right now like i'm not getting into like a stance so like i'm gonna kick your ass man but a stance of like oh shit i might have to defend myself yeah. here um so, yeah, you know, he doesn't get into details, um but uh he he claims that uh this is another weird thing that I haven't really heard about, but that like when he went to the airport, you know, so he like he gets back in the car, drives back to his house. You know, uh, uh, hops the fence, slams into the AC, which Cato hears later eh. testifies to. And at that night, like, asked OJ, like, did you hear that? Like, did you hear something? And um, uh, but uh, you know, he gets in the limo. Eventually, drives off. Um, he claims that he bundled up his clothes and the knife and gave it to Charlie and told Charlie to get rid of it. And like. You know, the the ghostwriter of this is like uh, Charlie's made up. I don't buy any of this and I don't buy it because like Charlie appears and disappears as convenient. But uh, like it does make me wonder, like, you know, nobody knows what happened to the knife and the clothes. People c- claim that it was in the bag that was handed to Rob Kardashian and. Mm-hmm. Um, That I he gives agento who we're
0: allowed to say here, whose daughter had sex with Ray J, but we're not allowed to say it in advertisements. That's true. So if you hear an advertisement
1: about Ray J, and you wonder why you didn't hear from us,
0: but Robert Kardashian's daughter had sex with Ray J on videotape.
1: Um, OJ does make a good argument here of like why would I have flown with the murder weapon and my clothes to Chicago and back and then like try to reenter my home that was swarming with police with all that stuff right. that he was like they told him like you can't take that in and that's why he handed it to Robert Kardashian mm. which like uh, uh, I think he it's not impossible, but I think he does have a good point there. And I think it's just like, no, yeah, you got rid of it in some other way. Right. Uh, th- you're right though. That does sound insane. Why would you have done it that way?
0: If you were a rich person with a mansion, wouldn't you have some sort of incinerator?
1: Oh yeah. I, we, uh, we were watching this show, uh, on Netflix called heist, mm-hmm. a very good show. Uh, Uh, I believe it's pronounced heist. It's uh, about heists. Hmm. And uh, the one we just watched, you know, so what's good about the show is it's about like, you know, largely, obviously these people all get caught in the end, but it's like heists where it's like, these people kind of thought of everything. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like very interesting to watch. And one of the things is like this one heist, they split the money. And they're talking to all the guys about, like, what they did with the money. And I'm like, man, all these guys had like, good places to hide this money of, like, yeah, there's, like, a floorboard that lifts up in my house. And I put it there. Another guy, like, put it in PVC pipes and buried it because, like, you don't want to bury it, not protect it because yeah, it will yeah. deteriorate. But, like, they all had good. And also, they never found all the money. And all these guys are like, no, we spent it all. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Um, so I, I don't know what happened to the, to the knife and to, to everything that, um, but, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we, we, we mostly know what happened after this. Uh, A few interesting things though. I did not know that the, the infamous white Bronco, the white Ford Bronco Mm -hmm. owned by Hertz, Really? Yeah, it was not it was a ages. rental. You say <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was owned by Hertz, but given to him for his use. And interestingly, I mean, they had
0: a lot of cars. They had so many cars. It's true. He could spare a car once in a while. So
1: interestingly, like he talks about, because you know, we know he had a Rolls Royce Bentley um, that uh, he could not get insurance that would allow other drivers of that car which like that makes sense it's like if you have a bentley you can't get insurance where it's like anybody can drive this Hmm. or if you can it's insanely expensive so he was like oh the bronco like my housekeeper drives it and you know so like other people can use it um but it is like this is where things get you know, again, not believable when he talks about like where he parked the, you know, that, oh, he came back from McDonald's and, uh, you know, uh, dropped off the Bentley, but then took the Bronco and then like, oh yeah, the Bronco was parked like all crooked. Like I was in a real big rush, but that's how I always parked the Bronco. Like it didn't make sense. Yeah. Um, they also, when they brought him in, uh, they, the, you know, the, he had a cut on his hand, and he said, uh, "I bleed all the time. I play golf and stuff." I'm like,
0: "What? You know about golf? You all know these... about
1: golf and how your hands always get uh, bloody playing uh, golf?" I was like, "What? That's why geriatrics always play with their <laughs> yeah.
0: bloody hands."
1: Um, and they were asking him about his pants. Uh, and he was like, uh, they were like, oh, what pants were you wearing or whatever? And he's like, just these, they're called bugle boy. (laughs) (laughs) And then he said bugle boy gave him hundreds of pairs of pants for free. Seems like after that. No, no.
0: It seems like, oh, you tell the police that you wear bugle boy to a murder and they send you a letter. Uh, it seems like a lot of the stuff he had was given to him for oh, free by
1: company. This it is the was. thing about rich celebrities, Yeah, man. then they get all this shit for free.
0: Yeah, then they don't even have to spend their money.
1: No, it like, basically he tells him, he's like, oh, they gave me like 100 hundred pairs of Beagle Boy pants. Like These are just what I wear all the time because I I just have a million of them. I drive this Ford Bronco because they just give it to me. I'd I don't like, have to worry about it.
0: I'd like even five. I have pairs of some bugle
1: boy jeans <laughs> well but here's where the cops should have grilled them harder because uh i think they were like so the same pants you uh like played golf in you then went to like your daughter's recital and he's like well yeah i mean you don't really get your pants dirty playing golf it's like so you don't get your pants dirty but you do get a lot of cuts on your mm, hands you bleed a lot and even in so this part has the the purportedly at least, I assume this is the real transcript because it doesn't make him look especially good, but the transcript of when he first spoke with the police. And uh, even that, it's like they did not go hard enough on his cut finger. Like his story changes in yeah, like...
0: because then he said he dropped a glass when he, he was He said he dropped still. a
1: glass, but then he's like, I think it was a cut I already had from playing golf and it reopened the cut. It's like, so the glass just happened to hit where you already had a cut and reopened it. Like, eh, I don't really buy that. Um
0: do you have any cuts on your body right now?
1: I don't believe I do.
0: I always try to think about, uh, if I was asked questions by cops yeah. because there was a murder or something <laughs> like, um, like, I don't know where, I don't yeah. think I have any, any abrasions, but I like, mean,
1: in fairness to him, looking at the picture of the cut, it was not that deep of a cut, and I would think if you, well, he had gloves on, though, presumably. Yeah. So, I was going to say, I would think if you, like, killed people in such a, gra- you know, such a violent way, you would get more cuts, but. Ah, uh, but again, that's one of those things where it's like you know what? Maybe you're telling the truth. Maybe you did cut it on glass, maybe it didn't happen during the murder. That's fine. There's a hundred other <laughs> things that point to you as yeah. the only possible person who could have done this um Oh, but when he went on the on the um the fucking bronco chase and he came back home. Um, he was mad because there was a sniper pointed at him Mm -hmm. on like a neighbor's roof. And it's like, well, you had a fucking gun in your hands right? and you're a suspected murder suspect. They let him go inside and freshen up freshen up before before they like took him out where they were like all right all right you let us on a big wild (laughs) goose chase but like we'll let you freshen up before
0: they also were afraid he was gonna blow out his his brains out on national television oh yeah
1: but this is presumably after they had like gotten the gun away from him and everything that they were still like okay um
0: Most people are allowed to freshen up right before they're
1: (laughs) arrested. Um, Murder suspects. Then, uh, in the, uh... It's
0: funny, and I know this irony has been pointed out a lot, uh, most notably in the uh, O.J. Made in America documentary, but um, the fact that he got so much special treatment from the police... Mm -hmm. um, and then his whole defense was based on uh building a, a case that the police had a massive <laughs> yeah. conspiracy against him. Yeah. Um it's, it's Well they funny. talk
1: at one point, uh uh who is it? Dominic Dunn, the the writer? Or no, that's his daughter. Who's who's the writer? Jeffrey Tubin? No, not not Jeffrey Tubin. A different guy. Hold on, let me. I, I got to reopen the old Kindle app here to see what this guy's name is. And what writer? That he like wrote about it for Vanity Fair.
0: Oh, I think you mean Jeffrey Toobin.
1: No, it's not fucking Jeffrey Toobin. Tu- I know Jeffrey Toobin when I see him because he's
0: yeah, you know a lot. You <laughs> you know when you see you know a lot of parts of him when you see him. Do you think—I'm surprised nobody bro, uh, leaked that uh, Tubman video.
1: I don't think anybody recorded it.
0: They should have.
1: <laughs> I don't know if they should have. I don't think I would have liked to see just an It presumably went on long
0: rep- enough that somebody could have pulled— I think somebody probably at least pulled out their phone and, like, videotaped their screen for, like, HR purposes.
1: Maybe. Leak it. Uh, no, it is Dominic Dunn. I forget the name of his daughter. His daughter was unfortunately murdered. Who? Uh,
0: Dominic Dunn's daughter? Yeah.
1: She was murdered and... Who, who are you talking? Who are these people? So th- this guy's a writer. You're introducing
0: a lot of people that with no context.
1: I, I was just going to say he wrote one of the afterwards in this. Okay. And he talks about how like, um, how the bailiff like treated him like shit every. He had a per- bull. Yeah, he had, he had a he had a seat, uh, like a permanent seat in the front row.
0: Marshall Warfield.
1: <laughs> he had a permanent seat in the front row, and that the bailiff treated him like shit every day because the bailiff was like your media. And he was like. Meanwhile, this guy was like fawning over a- OJ constantly. Yeah. Uh, he, he was can. like, he, he was like, he talked to OJ like he was a fawning Buffalo Bills fan. Yeah. But like, I was the scum of the earth. And meanwhile, this guy is like, his daughter was murdered, and he's like a big like family advocate against uh, murder because he talks about that uh, Judge Hito brought him into his chambers and told him like. I seated you next to the families because like I I know you'll you'll help them. You'll you know be a kind of buffer between mm. the rest of the media. I know you won't like ask or say anything shitty to them basically. Yeah. Um but I mean Lancedo you know, he was just not prepared for for this it seems like.
0: Nina. He wasn't prepared for the dancing ethos
1: <laughs> Exactly. Uh but they were but so they also taught I think one of the other afterwards is by one of the lawyers.
0: Mm-hmm. Who uh prosecutors or defense? Uh one of Probably the prosecutors. <laughs>
1: one of the Goldman family, like civil uh-huh. civil trial lawyers, I think. Um but he talks about how like these laws in Florida are crazy. Where like you just can't seize a home for like anything basically. So they gave the example, if you robbed a bank and used the money to buy a home, the bank could not take away that home. Hmm. So I wonder if there's anybody who's thought about like, let me set up, you know, let me see some houses and then like an hour before closing, let me go rob a bank real quick Close on this house, yeah, and then sorry, Charlie, the money's gone.
0: Yeah, let's do it. Let's um, do it this weekend.
1: I meant to look into. They they also said that OJ's, OJ excuse me OJ's lawyers helped him set up a bunch of pensions because wow. that's another thing they can't touch. And I didn't think that was something you could like set up. I thought it had to be provided by like I know you did NFL pension.
0: You know they might have. What are they like? Set up companies.
1: Yeah. Well, that so the-
0: then, like, if you make an LLC and just be like, "Hey, I'm gonna grant OJ this pension," and like that, you know, like if you, mm-hmm. if 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 I start a company and and be like, "Okay, like I'm starting a company. I'm hiring you, Tom." Yeah. Um, and then just. Hey, I'm gonna uh, I've granted you a pension and then you give me all your money.
1: Well, they talk about I don't Yeah, I mean I guess it was something like that. They do talk about how like he had set up a shell corporation for these book rights, where basically it was like the this shell corporation sold the book rights and then the shell corporation paid him. One thing that is underreported in all this, I think, you know, uh, that, that does go, uh, contrary to the, to the, um, Goldman's, uh, idea of like, oh, we, we like screwed him. We, we took his book away. It didn't come out. And like, we put it out and now we're making the money from it is that O.J. got paid his advance and spent it immediately so like o j did make uh around six hundred thousand oh, wow. dollars uh from this book, where it's just like, well, you did can't
0: he buy property in Florida with it, I
1: think he might have yeah, uh, where it's just like, yeah, I mean, you can't seize money that's gone, and uh,
0: that's Murdoch money by the way, it's Rupert Murdoch's <laughs> money that uh was paid to o j Simpson,
1: yeah, um. They tried to seize the Goldman's tried to seize his uh, right of publicity, which would have been his the commercial use of his name, image and likeness, uh, which I think would have been pretty funny if they were like, now we've got that. Now we're going to have OJ Simpson endorse products that maybe he isn't even like. Yeah. So that didn't work, I think, for that reason that they were like, no, you can't just like own somebody else's they were talking about that there's like two different rights of publicity one that's like your right to stop somebody from disparaging your name and then your right to like make money on your image you're like you know uh i think they try to get both and they they just couldn't um oj had a lawyer named tappan Z. Like Like the bridge, bridge? which apparently literally everybody in the courtroom said like the bridge Mm -hmm. at the same time. Um, But also freaking like, was it, I don't know if it was the day the book came out, but I think it was maybe the day the Oprah interview aired, which was like the week the book came out, was when the Vegas thing happened. Oh, really? Yeah. And... Basically, the this lawyer is like that's as far as I'm concerned. Like that's not an accident. Like OJ uh, always has tried to control the narrative, and apparently, three weeks before this, he contacted the FBI about it and was like, "I want to set up a sting operation with you guys and have it televised." Hmm. On TV, like when I, you know, bust in to get my stuff back. Um, So basically they're they're like he they were like, we don't think he counted on like getting arrested and getting the book thrown at him. But, no,
0: I, I don't <laughs> think he counted on that. Actually, but that, I don't think he was like, "Well, the thing is, I'll I'll go to jail for several years."
1: But that he did think like, "I'll do this, and this will take all the attention away because then there will be this story about a triumphant O.J. Simpson, like getting his you know his memorabilia back yeah. from like a sleazy guy."
0: Wait. Instead, uh, you said the Oprah interview, what Oprah interview?
1: There was an Oprah interview with the Goldman family uh, okay. w- uh, around when the book came out. Got it. Um, And also, b- before this, OJ was doing like signings and stuff, but apparently it was like somebody in his entourage would get paid in cash And then, you know, by the time the plane landed back in Florida, it was like, I don't know what happened to that money. Yeah. It's gone now. You can't seize it. Like, he went to, like, extreme lengths to, like, try and make sure the Goldman and Brown families never got a dime from him. Uh, You know, and if that meant hiring very expensive lawyers, that was fine.
0: If you saw OJ in a supermarket, would you say anything to him?
1: I think I'd probably be like, "Hey, you're a real piece of shit."
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, you're he's not going to murder gun, you in a, a but supermarket, but you're ba-
1: you're bad in real life. Yeah, yeah, I think I would because you're right. He's not going to he's not going to murder like, and even if he punched me, it's like, well, that's not going to end well for you. Mm-hmm. But I I think I would just because like I don't know. You got that chance. I mean, I'm sure probably thousands of people have said, hey, you're a real piece of shit to him as he's been in the supermarket or whatever.
0: I was in, uh, I mean, at Carnegie Hall um, in the fifth row, I think, when George W. Bush took the stage (laughs) to give a speech like last year. Mm Mm-hmm. It's the last thing I did before how, the pandemic.
1: How much did you pay to uh, to get that seat? Uh, to for hear free,
0: him? Tom. Uh, I was a, I was a guest, and like if I hadn't been a guest- I was a,
1: I was a guest of the GOP.
0: <laughs> if I hadn't been a guest. Like I like I like to I'd like to think I would have just like, but like a guy fucking standing up and being like war criminal and yeah. then getting dragged out. What
1: does that do? Yeah, I was going to say that. I think that that's a, a different situation of just like, I don't know, he's uh, not just him, any president uh, is just used to like, yeah. oh, they're, yeah, there's, because they don't have a normal life. Like, yeah. you know, even, even once they're done being president, we're like, OJ now wants to have, Actually, he doesn't want to have a normal life. He wants to have his old life back. Yeah, and his old life was people fawning all over him everywhere he went. So I think for somebody like him, if you're like, "Hey, you, you fucking suck. You're a real piece of shit," that is going to do more than like uh, somebody like a George W. Bush is going to be like, "Oh, Democrat. I'm like, yeah, all right, I'm used to it." Yeah.
0: What if hey, uh, it's you- not like the time that
1: Iraqi threw a shoe at me? Yeah. What if you uh? If you threw a shoe at him and hit him, though,
0: he you he can't. He's too good.
1: <laughs> He's too good. He does. He's only gotten better since yeah. then. I'm sure. He's
0: been practicing. Um, if you were in the supermarket with OJ, mm-hmm. his back's to you. You know it's him. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even know you're there. You're in the spaghetti sauce aisle. <laughs> uh-huh. You pick up a big uh, jar of Prego. Uh huh. Yes, you can smash it over
1: his head. Yeah, I'm not going to assault him. All right. He didn't murder anybody I know. So I'm not, it's fine. It's not fine, but I'm not going to go to jail for assault over uh, somebody else. Although this Dominic Dunn, he talks about at one point that like he uh, after his uh, uh, daughter was murdered, his do- I, I forget the whole story, but his daughter was murdered. And the murderer, like, got off very easily. Um, That he talked to a uh, private eye about hiring a hitman. And that the private eye talked him out of it. And I was like, don't go to a private eye. Yeah. You gotta go to uh, some scumbag. Yeah. But I was thinking more. I I think we should do an episode about hitmen sometime.
0: Okay. We should do. There's more, Tom. There's... Mm -hmm. uh... We both watched the interview that OJ did, which would have for this book, in, 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 in yeah, to promote this book with Judith Regan. Which was Regan, before it was
1: t- taken away from him, yeah.
0: Um, it was supposed to air, never aired, or mm-hmm. it aired f- fucking years 15 later, years yeah. later or something, um, with Judith Regan. Would have scooped this whole book. He, he goes through, like, all anybody was going to do was buy this book to read that chapter that you yeah. recounted about like, oh, like let's see how it actually happened. He goes through it all. Yeah. They were going to air that on and he national goes through, television. I mean,
1: and like, yeah, watching him talk about it versus he reading did, he, a ghostwriter's yeah. version based on him hemming and hawing. Yeah, I mean, the, the clip... If you want, why I'm not going to encourage you to watch it on YouTube, but if you want to watch it, there there is just there the whole thing's up there, but also just a clip where he talks about this. And like he hams and haws so much about like this is hypothetical, uh, this is ridiculous again, this is hypothetical, it's in the book. and But then when he gets into it, it's like, oh, this guy's 100% recalling from memory. Yeah, just
0: telling a story or something that happened to him. Um,
1: like he's giving too many details here that he's not this good of a storyteller.
0: Well, why would they have? Do- I mean, I guess you sell it to Fox or whatever, even though it's newscore. You're just like cannibalizing, like. Why do that? Like, everybody got what they wanted out of the book. You don't have to buy the book now.
1: Well, I mean, it seems like the whole idea of publishing this book was not thought through. <laughs> I mean, they also thought, like, people will be happy about this book coming out. Yeah. And they'll, pro- they'll buy it and print up 400,000 copies. Uh, they'll buy it in droves.
0: And then uh, you looked up Johnny Cochran appearing on <laughs> Family Matters yeah. sitcom, um, which I guess we'd, we're not going to talk about um so uh there's a lot more
1: what are we yeah. gonna do next The week? the aftermath too like the afterward with the lawyer like it actually gets like i i was lost in it because like he really gets into like a lot of the details but i your do your dog
0: is going nuts right now
1: <laughs> i do ultimately think that I think the Goldman family did not accomplish what they hoped to with the, with the publication of this book. I think they would have been better off just having this thing never see the light of day. Yeah. Like, I don't think it just sounds like uh, this was like such a hard fought thing. And like, Uh, And I get it because, you know, they're in this and they can't see the forest for the trees. And I think that they thought legitimately, like, once we put this out, then everybody will see. And it's like most people do see the problem. is, And and the people that don't, this isn't uh, the people that don't who cares, like
0: that don't they actually see it but they don't care right. right and it's like you're not gonna you're not gonna win everybody over and like you're I i don't understand like you want to make his life hell yeah I think that's the thing right they're mm-hmm. not trying to get rich yeah they're not trying to like public opinion especially now in 2021 is like against OJ yeah you're just uh he's gotta fucking hire a hitman to kill him
1: <laughs> well but like i didn't know that he had already gotten the advance and already spent yeah, it Yeah, exactly so that's like a like oh well then uh, and you know they're like well no this is the confession you know what it's they gotta th- kill rupert murdoch <laughs> they're like he's this, the one who paid him this is the confession that's
0: the real oh and lachlan
1: and it, and it's damning and it's like, right, but he was gonna put this out on his own. Yeah. So I it's okay, you made the if very small font. Yeah. So it it looks like the book is I just mean called they I added Did a bunch it. of
0: context, but ninety percent of the people who bought this book just read that one chapter, yeah. the question.
1: Well, and also, you know, uh before this book actually got published it leaked. Like we had yeah. both read the the PDF at least of that chapter mm-hmm. because you can't print 400 000 copies of a book and then destroy him and be like well that's that nobody mm-hmm. else has this so like i i don't think that they did it for money or anything like that i think they did want to hurt him but i i just think again that they're like they couldn't understandably take a step back and realize like this isn't actually this is hurting us more than it's hurting him because now we're having to like you know this is bringing everything back up and we're having to like be in meetings about this fucking sick book that somebody wrote about killing our son like i i think it caused more of a toll on them than than they uh reckoned it would
0: Well, I think, uh, as we discussed, the only solution is to hire a hitman to kill O.J. and the Murdochs. Um, Any last words?
1: Hypothetically.
0: Hypothetically. Shouldn't do that.
1: Maybe you should, but who are we to say?
0: I don't know. We're not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to encourage anybody except for maybe Fred Goldman to do it. Yeah. But he's not listening to me.
1: You don't know, he might he's not a subscriber to the Patreon. He might be.
0: Whenever I get a ping for every new Patreon and I'm always like, Is it Fred? No.
1: (laughs) Not Fred Golden this time. We should reach out, give him a free one.
0: Uh, That's true. Maybe he's pirating it somewhere. (laughs) Which I understand you can't do. So don't even
1: try. Uh yeah. Uh, are we gonna watch Naked Gun thirty three and a third next year? Yeah, let's do that. All right, we'll both watch it. How about that?
0: Talking about family matters a lot more.
1: (laughs) Well, it would be the worst thing in the world.
0: All right. Well, thank you for being patron. Uh, we love you very much.